Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. The following show contains adult content. It's not our intent to offend anyone, but we want to inform you that if you are a child under the age of 18 or get offended easily, this next show may not be for you. The content, opinions, and subject matter of these shows are solely the choice of your show hosts and their guests, and not those of the Entertainment Network or any affiliated stations. Any comments or inquiries should be directed to those show hosts. Thank you for listening. Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show, bringing you the best in music, fashion, pop culture, and entertainment. Yay! Yay! We got a great show for you guys today. Before I get started, uh, let me uh, introduce my cool, outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. I, I gave you silence there. Now everybody went crazy. They all went nuts in the audio room. Why isn't he speaking? He always speaks. He never shuts up, as they say. Somebody said to Jimmy that, I, what did he say? I go on, you can't reel me in. Um, something like that, yeah. Yeah, somebody said to Jimmy, gee, your co-host, you can't reel him in, can you? <laughs> no, when I'm on a roll, baby, I'm on a roll. Hey, everybody, how are you today? It's a glorious day in uh, Pennsylvania. Uh, sunny, dry, beautiful, about 82 degrees. Fabulous. Now that we got rid of that boring nonsense, 
Let's hey, talk about something fun. Now let's let's introduce the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. What's up? What's up? What's up? What's going on, chat room? Welcome to the show. And then we want to uh, also like give a shout out to the chat room and everybody in the chat room. Uh, if you disappear from the chat room for any reason, tweet if you have anything you need me to get out, and I'll check my phone to see what's going on with Twitter. We want to give a shout out. Welcome back. Ginger Irish, Irish Ginger from the Ginger Irish Show. She was missing the last couple weeks. She was uh, in the hospital. We're happy she's back and everything is well. Give a shout out to Cindy, Lady Lake, Valley, Rebel. Uh, everybody in the chat room, thanks so much. And uh, and we got a good show for you today. Yeah. What was she in the hospital for? Sex change? Some kind of yeah. stomach. Some Definitely kind of a sex change. Oh, I thought she had a sex change. Yeah, no. Now she'll be called no. Rebel Man. Not no, it's rebel. Not rebel. Who is it? Irish Ginger. Oh, Irish Ginger. Now she'll be called Irish. Oh, she's a guy. So let's think Irish. No, she's a girl. Oh, Jacko. Irish Jocko. Anyway, tune into the Irish Ginger Show Fridays at 5 p.m. Eastern Time here on W4CY. And um, I also want to give another shout out to, well, first of all, let me tell you who we got coming on today, you guys. We have uh, R&B singer and actress Elena Nelson. Um, we're going to have a really good time with her. Ron and I met her at the Singleton love Series her. premiere. Love she's her. gorgeous and love she's her, awesome. Love I love her, love her, love her, love her. And then we're also going to have Dr. Corey Honickman, who is the love preserver and the 21st century modern monogamy revolutionary. She talks about sex she's gonna make jimmy and i straight <laughs> by the end of the program jimmy and i'll be in a bar tonight picking up chicks oh that's, that's not what she does yeah well maybe she will no no her whole thing that was monogamy how to make monogamy work so you don't have to go cheating on your spouse oh so jimmy you better listen to this program <laughs> you low down dirty dog anyway let me tell you for far 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 fans out there who are fancy schmancy people jimmy and i went to sag harbor Long Island, which is next to the Hamptons, darling. And now they call Sag Harbor Fag Harbor because it's loaded with gay people. And we loved it. Uh, we had lunch on, at, on a cafe on the street. And the people that were going up and down were incredibly dressed. There were like $150,000 cars parked all along the road. It was we pretty eating. impressive, actually. <laughs> You're interrupting. You're in we're not supposed to interrupt anymore. 12 lashes. You get 12 interrupt. lashes. Yes, it was on a breath. But I didn't talk over you. Well, you're breaking into my, <laughs> my, my mood here. Anyway, we had a $15 hamburger. Could you bust? What the frig is in a $15 hamburger? I mean, really now. Anyway, it's very high class and very expensive. And we had a delicious time. We had lunch with an old friend of mine. And we walked down by the pier and looked at the $30 million yachts and $150,000 cars. And I wanted to go somewhere and slip my wrists. Because I felt, gee whiz, why do these people have all of that? And like, I just have like ordinary stuff. But anyway, I guess they're smarter than I. Then I said to Jimmy driving back home, which is a two and a half hour drive, let's go to Coney Island. Because Jimmy's never been to Coney Island and he wanted to go to Coney Island. Well, we went to Coney Island. Now talk about the economy. Look, the Hamptons with the zillionaires and now we go to Coney Island with the hardworking people, you know, the poor people. And we're looking at the crappy rides and the broken down junk that it is. It's not the Coney Island it used to be, that's for sure. And I stop and I look at a ride and it says 10 bucks. I said, Jimmy, is that $10 or what? Is that a dollar? He said, no, Ron, that's $10. I said, you've got to be kidding me. $10 a ride? Look at these families. There's three or four children, a parent, a father and a mother, or any kind of parent. They're spending 100 bucks or more on these junky little rides. So I thought to myself, this is a ripoff. You know, the Russians own it. They, they built it up and took it out of the, the sewer that it was. Now they elevated it to like a cesspool from a sewer. 
and they're charging these people 10 bucks. Also, if you want a hot dog, your kid gets hungry, right? Five bucks. Around Kanish that I used to get, four bucks. A soda, five bucks. You can drop 300 bucks in that dump and come home. Like and, nothing. And come home and say to your kids, did you have a good time? And they say, no, I wanted to go on the Ferris wheel. So, you know, it's no fun. Anyway, <clears throat> excuse me. I think we should all pick it, Coney Island and tell them to lower their prices. Because after all, those are Hispanic and African-American people. Most of them are, are here, new, new, new Americans, and they don't have that kind of money. In fact, we don't have that kind of money to go sit and play. I mean, well, if, you, I, if you were on every ride there, it would cost you thousands of dollars. Yeah, but I don't, I don't first of all, I don't do those rides. <laughs> yeah, I don't either. I throw they make, up. They make me vomit. And secondly, they make me vomit, too. <laughs> they, were, they were dirty looking, and people are blowing their snots on those handles and sweating, and it's all kinds of, you know, they don't even clean the handles after people use them in the roller coaster. I mean, you're sweating. You're vomiting. <laughs> you're spitting out. You're screaming. Saliva is hitting it. Germs all over. At least clean the goddamn things. Anyway, that's my bitch also, of the day. Also, no, no, but we also, while we were while we were in Sag Harbor really quickly, we actually, uh, we met Bob Balaban. You guys know him. He's been an actor for years. He was in Close Encounters of the Third Time, Kind, The Monuments Man, Budapest Hotel. Like, he's been in a zillion Academy Award films. Um, and so we got to say hello to him as he was doing something with the Playhouse in Sag Harbor. So that was cool, too. He's about four foot one. I couldn't believe how the camera lies. You know, when I'm in a film, I look about 50. And in reality, I'm just 22. But the camera does age you. He was in the movie <laughs> Gosford Park, too. Would you like that? Yeah, he's in a lot of movies. He's a fine actor. Actually, he wrote it. Yeah, he's a good actor. You know, he's a, And he was very kind and very generous and very nice. And, of course, I It was said, exciting. I said, do you have any work for me? He just looked at me. <laughs> <laughs> you know. He, doesn't just, he just doesn't know your greatness. No, he looked at me like, who the hell are you? And who the hell are you to ask me, do I have any work for you? But one never knows, does one? It pays to inquire, I always say. And, you know, like, you have balls. You're from Brooklyn. Well, not that. I'm just an, a New Yorker. <laughs> I mean, even, I look, listen, I was born in Brooklyn. I, was, I left Brooklyn when I was about five years old. All I did was learn to speak Brooklynese, because that's where I learned to speak, in Brooklyn. But then we lived on Long Island, actually, in Astoria, Queens. For the greater part of my life, so that I then acquired an Astoria Queens accent. Then I we moved to California for many years, and I have a bit of a California accent sometimes. And if I'm drunk, I have an Italian accent because my father had a very heavy Italian accent, and I learned to speak from my mom and dad. That's the story. What a boring story. Today's not a great show at all. I'm starting off really crappy. <laughs> Jimmy, get a knife so I could stab you. Maybe the blood. No, I've already got enough problems. <laughs> oh, well, what's your, tell me your problem. I don't have any, but I have a shout out. A well, good shout out. Tell me your problem first. Uh, I have a bad knee and it's hurting me. I know, and they gave you a needle today. I know. Of cortisone. I know. The crappiest shit to put in your body. I know. Well, Chad, have you ever had cortisone in your knee? Terrible. No, sir. Okay. Would you ever put it in? No, sir. Thank you very much. Neither would I. But uh, I yeah. will. They have other things now. You know, they have the holistic stuff. That I had shot into my shoulder once, and it was wonderful. Why is this not the first time, Jimbo? No, that's the first time, and now they're going to do some kind of fluid thing because I'm having a problem with my knee. They did the cortisone because it'll take two or three weeks to get the fluid stuff, and they said that'll take me out of my pain. But right now, like I'm in pain worse than I was before. Right. <laughs> and the See, doctor told him. The needle was like two inches long, and it went all the way in my knee. <laughs> and the doctor told him to stay off his knees, and now he's depressed. 
<laughs> well, he got to have time to heal, of course. So, yeah, he needs. What a pig. He's talking about something nasty, Chad. Oh, what did I say? No, he said to stay off your knees. Okay, you know, you're always doing things on your knees. You're lifting, you're picking up, you're always crawling around the floors with, with your crazy dog. You can't do that. You can't crawl around the floors. So now stay off your knees. Hey, you guys. So if, you, if the chat room's not working either, you can tweet because, like, I see that the chat room seems to be frozen. So, uh, so you can go ahead and tweet. But I want to give a special shout out to uh, Spectrum Music Recording Artist International. We've had him on the show many, many times. And uh, Lady Lake Music, who's a uh, A&R rep and music promotions and just all around great, awesome music, cool person. Uh, so she's been promoting him, and now he has actually uh, moved to Atlanta from New York. And his, and his single on... Uh, uh, on uh, Reverb Nation is number two in Atlanta and number 20 in the nation. Um, so, like, he's doing really, really good in the hip-hop category. We want to give a special shout-out. Follow him at Nova BX Prince and follow Lady Lake Music, Cindy at Lady Lake Music, and Lady Lake Jen at Lady Lake Jen. And it's really cool. Now they come up with a new thing, these crazy guys. It's called Beacon Audiobooks, which is fabulous. And they're coming on board like fleas. Everybody wants to do an audiobook. So, of course, Jimmy said to me, would you like to do an audio book? And I said, well, he said, okay, pick a book. He never gave him an answer, but he said, okay, pick a book. They gave me these Fakakta books from like 3,000 years ago, written in old English. With this accent, it doesn't work. Like, you know, ye want to go, we, though, thou crap. So I said, find me something that's conducive to my personality. So they sent me the, the gay vampire written in 1890 or something. Well, I didn't understand the goddamn thing. Half of that English we don't even use anymore. Now I'm looking for a book to read. So if anybody out there has any suggestions, please send it to Ron Russell. What is my, what is my AOL? Ron Russell Show at AOL.com. Right. And let me know what book you think I should read. Then we went and got some mafia books. And I said, oh, no, I knew a few of these people growing up. No, thank you. I'm not doing these books because they'll shoot me. Even though you're not squealing on them, they don't want you to promote this crap about them because they feel it's all lies. Everything in those, every, the Godfather was a big lie. If you speak to anybody connected, they feel that what they do is within their own laws and it's rectified. Because it's rectified. What's the word? Recti rectifiable? Right. And um, in other words, they, if you do bad, they kill you. And they feel that's just. So I thought to myself, well, maybe if our government did that a little bit more, we wouldn't have so many criminals on the street who kill and rape and hurt children, especially. Listen to you. Listen to well, you. Well, I always get a little political. I know. Let's get out of the politics. I know, I'm out but of the you politics. know me. I'm a, I'm a, I'm, so you guys, if you if you I'm got a cool hippie. if you got a cool audio, I mean, if you have a cool book and you're looking to turn it into an audio and you've got good. Uh, uh, good reviews and stuff on it, and and press and stuff that it, it's worthwhile to turn into an audiobook. You can go to beaconaudiobooks.com or tweet to us at Beacon Audiobook without the S on the end. But you have to have been published. Oh, yeah, it has to be a if published you're book. If not published, <laughs> it no can go nowhere, baby, because it is a no good. Yeah, you got to have a published book. We got some really big people coming on board. Yeah. I can't announce them big, yet. Big stars. Um, but we do have uh, Matthew Modine's Full Metal Jacket Diary that's going to be coming out soon. And he's he's it's a huge, huge, huge mm -hmm. uh, cool thing. And we got some really great narrators. And it's really taken off. And we're very happy about it. And, oh, excuse me, Chad. Yes, Captain. Chad. What I was thinking we would do is I want to play one of Elaine because normally I, I don't know that we'll have time to play two songs while she's on. So I want to play one of them and kind of like introduce her. It's a song I like. And then we're going to play the song that's actually released as a single. 
Um, so what I want to do, you guys, this is the guest that we're getting ready to call, and she's got a cool song called If Time We're On Our Side. It's more of like a ballad song, and then we're going to play the up-tempo song while she's on the air with us. I really listen to this song because she's fabulous, the song's fabulous, and she's a doll baby. I love her. And as soon as we play the song, we're going to give her a call if she's listening. And uh, so everybody, this is Elena Nelson. You can follow her on Twitter at Elena, A-L-A-I-N-A Nelson, and the name of the song is If Time We're On Our Side. Woo!
Yeah. Oh, I like that. That was nice. Is, if, if Time Good. We're On Our Side by Elena Nelson, you can follow her on Twitter at Elena Nelson, and we're going to call her right now. Well, I got her on the line already for you, Jimbo. Go ahead. There you go. Hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hey, how are you? I am so good and so excited and happy to have you here. Before yes, we get likewise. started, let Thank me introduce you, so you to all the people me. you already know. Mr. Ron Russell, my wild co-host. Hey, hey Ron. How are you, Honey Bunch? I'm good. How are you? Good. Waiting, waiting like all week long for you to come on the show so we could chat. Oh. Uh, I just, you know, at the party, you were just the most delightful person to be with. Uh, you know, most times you go to cocktail parties, you're stuck with boring people you want to kill. But uh, you were just enchanting, charming, and so beautiful and delicious and delightful, open, honest, and incredibly fabulous. Thank you. Did I, did I, I need I say you to come enough? to my house that, every morning and say exactly that so I can have a great day. Yes, my sweet. <laughs> so we also got the man who dialed you up, who works the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hi, Elaine. Welcome to the show. Hello, Chad. How are you? Thank you. I'm good. And then we have a whole chat room full of people, so give a shout out to the chat room. Hello, chat roomies. How are you? There you go. And we just played a song. I because I, well, I don't know if we'll have time to play two while you're on, and I wanted to be able to play two. So we just played "If Time Were on Our Side" off of your debut album. How do I pronounce your debut album? It's miscellaneous. That's what I thought it was, but I just thought like if I mess it up, I'll sound stupid. You so you know got, the word miscellaneous. But but if she spells it like her name, like so, her name's you, Elena. You came in fourth in your graduating class. <laughs> <laughs> you know word miscellaneous. I know, but it's Miss M I S S and then A L A I N E O U S. Like so, it's a take on her name, which is fabulous, by the way. And actually, it's a great album, everybody. It's available on iTunes uh, and probably all the digital download sites. And you can find out more about Elena by going to elenanelson.com. But um, while we have you on the phone, after we talk with you for a while, we're going to play the single that's going to radio, Frisky Tipsy. Thank you. And that you. song that we just heard is good to dance to, to dine to, to screw to, to do whatever you want to. <laughs> because it's a hot song, isn't it hot? It's kind of a good body beat. Like, you know, you could ro really get into it and roll around and do da-da-da-da, boom-boom-boom, you know. So anyway, how are and you? actually, it's very like smooth. Everybody in the chat room, and I got a couple of tweets already cool. saying what a smooth voice you have. Yeah, well, oh, she's the greatest. You. I knew that when I spoke to her. I could hear her speaking voice was fabulous. So, what are you up to, my sweet? Um, so right now, I am back in the rec uh, the recording studio working on a full length album. Um, mm -hmm. I'm about eight songs in. So I'm doing that. I'm also trying to write for other artists, which is new for me because a lot of the um, a lot of the opportunities I get tend to be more pop oriented. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of a challenge. And I'm also working on um, a TV show, which actually just got picked up. Um, so I'm trying to cram as much as possible in before what, we what start TV filming show, that. Baby? It's Runaways. Is that the Runaways show? Yes. Yes. Oh, I'm this is a cool. This is totally up Ron's alley, actually, because she plays, she plays a fearless mafia princess, Gloria Salmaducci. Exactly. <laughs> what does exactly. that mean? What, is, what does that got to do with me? Because you're you're from Brooklyn. Yeah, but that hey. doesn't mean everybody from the Italian from Brooklyn's a mafia. I know it doesn't mean it, but you like mafia along. stuff. No, I don't. I just happen to have a couple of friends that grew up to be big <laughs> mafia people. You know, I knew them as children. They were just as normal as I was. We played with trucks and dirt and crap like that, and then they grew up to be super duper powerful killers and mobsters and. So, Elena, what you got to try to do is like when they're like playing the show, you got to see if they'll let you submit your music into it, like for some of the scenes. 
You know, it's funny you mentioned that, and I don't want to give too much away because it's, it's all very like hush hush right now. Um, but I got onto the show because one of the, the creator of the show is actually an old producer of mine. Um, so that is sort of kind of the plan, which is why I'm really like rushing to get as much music done as possible and kind of be Googleable. You know what I mean? For when it, when it does happen. So. Oh, absolutely. Now you're playing in Italian. <laughs> I am playing in Italian. Remember we had that you're discussion. Looking. So looking. perfecting my accent and all that. Well, that you got to lose. Should we tell people my nickname for you? I love it. Do you want to go into that? I'm, I'm a custom blend. <laughs> That's right. But I'm no longer a mixed girl. I'm a custom blend. That's officially. Tell them who your parents are and your dad is. <laughs> um, so my mother is Irish and German, and my father is a mix of African-American, Native American, and also a little bit of Irish. So... It's my custom blend. And she is so hot, you guys. You got to go to yeah. ElenaNelson.com and see. Beautiful. Beautiful we went to this, eyes. Oh we went God. to the Singleton series premiere, and mm. literally there was like 250 people there. And out of 250 people, like she stood out amongst mm. everybody. Like she was the one that you would focus on as soon as you walked into the room. She's Aww, tall. She's softic. She's chesty. She's sexy. She's beautiful. And her <laughs> eyes are the most amazing eyes you want to see. And, and then you find out that she's not just hot, but she's actually like she's a singer. She's an actress. Right. She's got like she's right. like a triple threat taking over the world. Right. I'm trying. <laughs> I love it. Well, there were a lot of nice that. people at the party, but I've got to say I really favored about four people, and you were one of the four, who were really interesting, pretty nice, and, and uh, you know, not there to just network. You were yeah. kind of there to be friendly, which is really nice. Absolutely. I, you know, I love getting to know new people, and especially um, I think coming from my background, I've always been very inquisitive to just kind of meet people like for you to be all Italian. I'm like, wow, that's so cool. What is that like? Like, I just love meeting people and learning their experiences and seeing what we have in common because there's always something, you know? Well, I'm 100% Italian as far back as you could go. And I never gave it a thought. I'm proud of it, but I don't really think about it. But if my father were black and my mother were white and I look like I do now, I would be kind of confused. Were you confused growing up? Um, I wouldn't say I was confused. I would say that I got quite a bit of backlash. Um, I always say that, you know, growing up where I grew up, there were a lot of interracial or biracial kids um, that mostly looked like the Halle Berries of the world. Um, and then here I was with, you know, like brownish, reddish, curly hair and big green eyes and almost white skin. So no, I you definitely look white. stuck you, out. You don't look uh, black. I, I would have never known you had black blood. You yeah, look absolutely you white. You favored the white side. <laughs> Yeah, uh -oh. I um, I've, I've been mistaken for Latina a lot. People, I would have thought that's what I would have thought, possibly or, Latina. Or I would have yeah. said Italian. I could think I did say Italian when I met you. you I thought did. you looked very Italian. I mean, look at the picture of you now that we have on the screen. You're absolutely gorgeous, by the way. Thank and you. And you look, you have milk white skin, pink lips, beautiful eyes, beautiful red hair. I mean, God was good to you, sweetie pie. He took the best <laughs> of both and threw it in one ball. Thank you. But you know what? Growing Actually, up, it wasn't. You know, I posted a picture like of you cool on thing. Instagram, so and then there was a girl, and she like reposted it all over Facebook and Twitter and all over the place, going, "Oh my God, this girl is so beautiful!" And I was like, "Yeah, I was like, that was awesome." Oh, <laughs> well, I didn't even see you know that. What? In about five hundred years from now, if the planet survives, when the Asians, Latinos, Blacks, Caucasians mix. We are going to be the most incredibly beautiful human <laughs> beings ever on this planet. Agreed. Also, highly intelligent. Because Agreed. all of those bloods coming together, 
have got to be incredible, right? I Absolutely. agree. Absolutely. <laughs> So let's go a little bit, because like I know uh, I read your bio and like like you studied musical theater. Do you actually play piano? Like that wasn't you playing piano at the beginning of that song, was it? No, um, I can play enough to kind of get the idea across a few chords, but I wouldn't even play myself by trying to <laughs> record it for real. It's pretty <laughs> bad. <laughs> so, because this is your first out, this is your first EP that you've released. Then it is. Um, I've been attempting to get this album out for several years, so this is finally. The culmination of years of work and lots of songs that have kind of swapped producers and studios and what have you, and finally it's here. So, you guys got to get this. It's called Miscellaneous. It's a it's a total play on the name on her name, Elena, and um, it's got a bunch. There like how many songs are on it? Um, it's a seven song EP, but then there's a hidden track also. So eight songs in total. Okay, so there's eight songs on the EP, you guys. I have like five of them. They're awesome. I've been listening to them all week. Um, I, I have a thing about ballads, and I'll tell you, like, the reason why we played that other song uh, first is because it's kind of ballady, and you have another one. Uh, I forgot the name of it, but that was also a really good ballad, and I love ballads because you know you can't auto-tune a ballad. Right. <laughs> so that way I can find out if you can actually sing or not, and like, so if the ballad isn't any good, you know, and the dance song is good, I know that you're like totally auto-tuned, but with yeah. you, but Jimmy, the listen- ballad is great. Listen to her speaking voice. Oh, I know that. She has a beautiful speaking voice. But I'm voice. saying people in no, general. I know a lot of people who can't <laughs> I know a lot of people who really can't sing like Cher. She needs every single and Britney Spears. Every single pipe there is to get that voice going correctly. But if you listen to Cher when she speaks, she sounds as awful as when she sings. So you know that her voice is not a singing voice. I love Cher by the way and I do know her. I went to a party at her house. Years ago on Sunset Boulevard, I met she and her husband, Sonny. Lovely people. But she is a personality. Cher is an act. Cher is a super act. Nobody really cares about her voice. You know, take me home. I want to spend the night with you. (laughs) We don't care about that. But we love Cher. You, my dear, have a lovely voice. And that in combination with your beautiful figure and your beautiful face. Hey, you. you know, yeah. you got a lot of crap there going on. So let's I mean, talk about it because we're going to, I want to play Frisky Tipsy. T- tell us what's Frisky Tipsy about. Frisky Tipsy is about going out and having a good time and not really being concerned about what happened yesterday, what's going to happen tomorrow, just enjoying the moment, um, maybe a little too much, and just having a good time. I like that. Okay, so that this is on the good. album Miscellaneous. So, Chad, we got Frisky Tipsy available. Hell yeah! So I want you, Elena. You actually like say your name, who you are. That's a, it's a, you know, the song off of your album, and say the album, and give it like a plug like that. We're gonna play it, and then we're gonna all come back and talk after it plays. All right, thank you so much. This is Elena Nelson, and you're listening to my new single available on iTunes. This is Frisky Tipsy from my new album, Miscellaneous.
Back on yet or no? Yeah, yeah everybody, nice. that's Frisky Tipsy by Elena okay. Nelson. Uh-oh. I've got what to say. Here it comes. Years ago, <laughs> they blamed Johnny Mathis for everybody getting pregnant. That's true. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Johnny told me that himself. Now we have to blame Elena for the people getting <laughs> pregnant. Because if you're playing this in your car and you're parked down by the river at night making out, and this song Turn comes on. Forget about it. Twins. This song is fabulous. You are fabulous. There is a Grammy Award that is given to people of great music. I have my own award here. It's the Ron Russell Put It In My Car Award. There you go. Darling, you just won Put It In My Car Award. Hey. Both, both songs. Thank you. Both songs. You are fabulous. <laughs> that means fabulous. a lot. Not because I love you, but you're fabulous. Even if I didn't like he you. Didn't, I didn't even let him listen to the music, so that way he would be honest when he heard it on the radio. You know, I, I didn't prepare okay. him ahead of time. Like, uh, I've been listening to it all week. No. <laughs> I don't do anything on this show. I do not research the guests. I do not know what they do, because then the show wouldn't be spontaneous. It would be rehearsed. And right, I like right. not to know, to find out. I like to make mistakes and act silly, because that's what my fans love. They love when I get nuts. You know that. I think it's fabulous. And like everybody in the chat room was saying, uh, and and I agree, is uh, the scratching made it a really cool, cool. like a modern throwback. It's cool. It is a great song. The voice is great. It is fabulous. But I like the modern throwback feel. It's like you did the scratching, but you made it like current. 
Yes. Um, it's like Motown. And let me um, shout out the DJ, DJ Mike Scott is from my hometown, and he hooked me up on that. Terrific. Um, and then the producer is also in my hometown. His name is Kano. So it was really a collaboration. Terrific, and guys. But actually, Kano, he's together. a relatively well-known, well, at least Northeastern producer, I think, isn't he? Because I've heard of him. Um, he's he's done quite a few things. Um, he does a lot of sound engineering. He does a lot of production from everything from country to hip hop. So I'm really lucky you to guys have him can in look my him corner. Up if you're Kano, because I'm pretty sure if that's who I'm thinking, it's C A I N O. What yep. did your father do again? You told me your he's father. a musician. Yeah, but what kind? What is he doing? Who was he? Where is he? Um, my dad is still kicking. Um, he is. He did like R and B, but like Motown soul type of stuff, like. The Delphonics and the Stylistics. Oh, and, um, oh, he did a lot of 80s. My favorite. Pop. Stylistics. Oh, my God. They yeah. were so that's what I grew up listening to and, you know, trying to emulate. Because you're very Motown, and I love Motown. You know, oh, we were riding in the compliment. car back from Coney Island <laughs> this weekend, and on the radio came... Um, uh, oh, God, I just forgot her name. She died, and I was so upset. Mary Wells. Mary Wells. I love uh, Mary Wells. Oh, my God. You know, My Guy, all my those God, songs. Yeah. And I got so depressed, but she died like 40 years ago. Where the hell was I? But still, I got depressed because the guy on the radio said she was the uh, starter of Motown, the Motown sound. Yeah. So, Mary Wells, wherever you are, honey, thank you oh, for starting the Motown sound. So tell us who are some of like the who are some people who are out right now that that people that are like worldwide famous, you know, who are some of the people who you think okay, these are like really good artists or that you would listen to or that maybe you would buy their music? Who is it that you actually like to listen to? Ron Russell. Uh, well, besides Ron, of course. <laughs> uh, I'm a huge Mariah fan. I'm a lamb, always have been, always will be. Wait, wait, uh, I missed it. So who did you say? Uh, Mariah Carey, of course. I, I love Mariah Carey. <laughs> What's your favorite Mariah Carey song? Do you have a favorite? My favorite is called Close My Eyes Off the Butterfly Album. It wasn't a single. Okay. My favorite one is Fly Like a Bird, which wasn't a single, but yes. she performed it on American Idol. <laughs> yeah, that makes me bawl my eyes out, that song. I know, but it, when she hits <laughs> those high notes at the end, I get goosebumps. I just right. freaking love it. Fly Like a Bird, and then I like I Miss You one, the song she sings about like all the people who died or whatever. Like, yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. That, that's awesome. But I have, I have like, that's if you went in my iPod, that's who I have the most music by is Mariah Carey. So like, we're Same. down, baby. We're down. <laughs> Same. Yes. Got to have Mariah. Because you're screaming in the microphone and my friggin' ears. The wax in my ears are melting. I, have I wax. can't help it. I got excited. Okay, Mariah oh, Carey, who no, else? Seriously, Jimmy, lower, lower. Um, you know, I don't really listen to a lot of current music. Um, I'm enjoying the Pharrell album. I love him. Yeah, Pharrell's good. I'm actually a big fan of Emily King. She's coming to Philly tomorrow, but she's an indie artist. Um, I'm a big I don't know. Her. What's her name? Fan. I'm going to look her up. Emily King, yes. And she actually was signed to J Records. She was kind of like Alicia Keys, uh, Alicia Keys with a guitar. And okay. then she was dropped from the label and went independent. And I love her voice. She's like a Sade, Nora Jones, Amel LaRue, Alicia Keys custom blend. She's mixed also. Okay. Did you get a chance to meet Kathy's sister Sledge? I did, yes. Oh, yes. I flipped out. I was acting like an idiot. If I know. They had I that on really film, talk. Like, Do you know who you are? I was jumping up and down and screaming. Jimmy, I know. Jimmy. I wish I would have had that Get on film because he meets like these like people who like win Grammys and Academy Awards yeah. and stuff, and he doesn't. It doesn't phase him whatsoever. And he met Kathy Sledge from Sister Sledge, who, by the way, is going to come on the show hopefully in like two weeks. I went oh, crazy. He went crazy for her, like mind. freaking out. <laughs> I was jumping up and down, screaming, Jimmy, Jimmy, get over here. Look who she is. Look who's here. Look who's here. You think I met 
uh, uh, what's her face? Uh, Patty LaBelle. Yeah, you know, I funny. would create, I would carry on to, over Patty LaBelle like that. But Sister Sledge, she turns out to be a gem, a sweetie pie. Very this sweet, tiny yeah. little sweet little woman, love her. I was trying to get together. We'd like to invite you as well. A whole gang of us this weekend. I won't give where we're going because we don't want the whole world there. Uh, driving us crazy with autographs is surely happening. But anyway, <laughs> um, we have we have a couple of the people from the film that we saw. Singledom. Singledom. We have um, the, the writer, who is uh, Jimmy. Help me quick. I'm bad at names. I forgot. Oh, we're terrible. The two of us. But you, you met. I know them all. Kyrie anyway. Yeah, because actually next week on the show we have Singledom series like the cast coming on. Right. Oh, great. That'll be fun. What do you think of the program, by the way, the TV show? I loved it. I thought it was hilarious. I thought it was great. I thought it was hilarious Very too. Funny. It's so real. It's so what's happening. It's so totally like being thirty-five years old and single. Fabulous. Exactly. I, I like freaking like loved it too. I think it's fabulous and and uh, I, I want to go back and just promote this one more yeah, time. Did though. you know they invited <laughs> me into that show next season? I'm going to be on that TV show. Can you believe? That'll it? be great. Well, I'm the token white. For years, we've had the token black on our shows. <laughs> so now, now, now the black people are getting even. They have me on as the token white, but I don't care. I love it because I love everybody in the cast. It's a great cast. I got along with everybody. It's so sweet. Actually, somebody in the chat room wants to know if you like Anastasia. Do you know who Anastasia I do. is? Um, I know a little bit of her stuff, and I like the dance vibe. So I think a lot of people that do dance music don't always have the best voices. And I think she's kind of like the best of both worlds. You got that good dance, the pumping going on, but she has a great voice, too. She's got a great like, voice. Like Cher, yeah. Like no, no, she's not like Cher. She can actually sing. No, but Cher is good for dance music. I love her. When I go to the gay clubs and they put Cher on, which is all night long, you know, they don't stop <laughs> with the Cher for 20 hours. I love to dance to Cher. Oh, you know what, too? Like, you probably don't know this because you're young, but like, because uh, when I forgot the name of the show, but when I was young, when MTV actually had like music shows as opposed to like all this crap it has on now, they yeah. had like a game. Uh, it was a show to discover new talent, and that's how Anastasia actually got discovered. It was like on an MTV, like way before American oh, Idol and everything. Yeah. This was like many, many years ago. And like, she was super cool because she dressed cool and she looked cool. And she got a new album coming out. I freaking like love her. I have to check her out. Yeah, she's like really, really good. And her ballads are, I like her ballads better, but she's kind of like, uh, well, like from my generation, we had like Taylor Dane. She's kind of like Taylor Dane, who can sing mm, those fast, you know, dance Dane. songs and sing those mellow songs. I know Taylor Dane. Yeah, it's because she's from our generation. How come I know her? Because she's like world famous and she's a gay icon. <laughs> well, I, I, I can't play. Love her. will lead you back. She had a lot of dance songs. Love Do you know Taylor Dane or are you too back? young for Taylor yeah. Dane? Elena? I'm here. Oh, do you know Taylor Dane? Did you say yes or no? I, I just break out into song when anybody says something. So, yeah, I love that song. Yeah, Taylor Dane's phenomenal. I know her personally, but I can't place her face of where I know her from. Taylor Dane. I know. She lived in Boca for a while, too. Oh, that's probably where I know her But she's from. super famous. She sold, like, I don't know, 30 million, 40 million records. I, I think I know her from parties and both cocktail parties and gatherings, especially when they were making that movie with whatever, about whatever, about the, all the old bags in Boca. Was out a couple of years ago. It was a hit. I don't know. I she, can't she's not that time. old. She's no, 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 no. I know Taylor Dane. Tall, skinny. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I know who she is. She yeah. also d does a lot of like gay anthemic songs. Yes, but... yes. I know. All right, everybody. So we have to go back to this though. So like everybody, first of all, you guys got to follow Elena Nelson on Twitter. It's at A L A I N A Nelson on Twitter. Everybody like and the thing likes 
uh, likes Taylor Dane too. Tell it to my heart. That was a big song. Oh um, yeah. And you guys can check out her, her uh, website. It's Elena Nelson dot com. A l a i a l a i n a Nelson dot com. Um, she, her album is miscellaneous. It's on iTunes. Is it on Amazon and all the other digital sites too? Um, the single Frisky Tipsy is the full album is available on my website. Okay, so you guys go uh, get the get the single Frisky Tipsy uh, on uh, on iTunes or just uh, actually it'd be better if you bought the whole record. So go to ElenaNelson.com and actually buy the whole album. It's really really great. She's fabulous. Uh, we're gonna have her back because we're gonna be doing stuff with her in the future. She's fabulous. And um, now I remember Perry's Perry Winkler's cocktail party. Taylor was there. <laughs> Plus, uh, KT. Listen to me. He just uh, he can't stop. Like I know it from somewhere. Being fifty years old is not uh, being fifty years old is not easy. Again, Um, (laughs) no, that's right. You lose a little memory. But I met Taylor at Perry's party, and KT Sullivan was there. My other good buddy, who I love. Anybody know who KT Sullivan is? She's the host of Singers in New York. She sings all Broadway and wonderful songs. Let's go back real quick too. So you're not really allowed to. Can you tell us anything about the TV show? Like, it, like where do people get to see it, or, or none of that stuff is is good yet? Yeah, it's they're still kind of dotting the i's and crossing the t's. But I can say that it is a major network, um, and I can say that it's not going to be filming in Philly. It's going to be like in a big place. I will be traveling and and doing the TV thing, which is I can't even tell you how exciting. So when you can actually like talk about it, we want to have you back, and then we'll play some more of your songs because like I yes. just love you. I think you're fabulous. Yeah, and find out if they're looking for a very Cary Grant type. <laughs> you know what? We might be because we have like a whole cast of characters around my character. I have a dad and an uncle and, well, I and play guys that can fight and take care of my dirty work and all that. So With my Brooklyn accent, I could be your father in a minute. Exactly. Seriously. Oh yeah, he's serious about that one. You should definitely you like. No, because I I do do films. I've been an actor all my life. I'm only on the radio because of Jimmy. I've been on television. Yeah. I don't do radio, <laughs> but now I'm stuck on radio. You know that thing that was back in the 1930s. I'll send you a reminder. <laughs> I got it. I'm on it. Yeah, and you can be oh, on wait, it. wait, wait, wait. I'm, I'm not finished with her. So, are you available this weekend? I think maybe Saturday night to go to an ice cream parlor. I mean, I'm how boring is that? I'm actually shooting a video from just... Frisky Tipsy on Saturday. Oh, are you really? Uh, yeah, it took it took a while to kind of arrange that, but I, you know, in this day and age, you have to have visuals. So, I'm doing that Saturday around where, ten. Where are you actually? But... Do, where are you shooting your video? We are shooting that at Maramont, which is Second uh, and Market Street. That's okay. cool. Yeah, I can't wait. Congratulations! I'm, I'm That's miss very the ice exciting. Cream I'm very excited for you. Me too. I'm sorry we're not going to see you. Because it's a whole, you know, group of us getting together. In the chat oh, room, they said time. you could be your grandpa. <laughs> what, what bitch said that? What bitch? Uh, I don't know. Who's the bitch? <laughs> All right, Elena, Who we want to thank wait, you. For, oh, wait, wait, the show's on hold. Who said it? They deleted it already, so I don't know who said it. Oh, see that? <laughs> well, you know what? At 74 years old, I think I look sensational. I'd like to I see agree. what bitch looks like, right? You saw I me in agree. person. I made Did you, you show me your license I, was 74? I believe you. Right? Oh, my God. Yes. He actually just told the world how old he is. That's Chad, right. can you believe that? He well, had never told anybody it, anything. It's we time got it. to come out of the closet. I did that already. Now I'm coming out with my age Good for because you. I'm tired of it. I'm great looking for 74. I'm young. Yeah. I'm handsome. I'm agile. He's I'm, hung. I, Whoa. Stop that. Hey. I hate <laughs> when you, you know do that. that crap. Uh. It belittles me. Stop that. 
and I'm available for, for television and, and movie work. And yes, I'd be proud and honored to play your grandfather. That would be great. I'm definitely going to mention it. Also yeah, about how and, and then I'll send, I'll send all too, my yeah. stuff. You know, they could watch me. I'm in a movie called Croco. I play a nasty cop from Brooklyn. The movie's not good, not too good, but no, he's really good I'm in great. it. But I'm an actor. I've been around forever. My all first, right. Now I could talk about my first movie. It was 1959. I was 19 years old, and I was in a film with Tab Hunter and Sophia Loren, Barbara oh, Nichols wow. and George Saunders. Oh, so and it, also uh, there was somebody else being in that film because I lo- when I looked it Barbara up the other Nichols. day. No, Maude. B. Arthur. Oh, but yeah, but B, I never knew B was in the film. We were on the same stage. I never knew who she was. Okay. And I met her years wow. later in Palm Springs. B. Arthur's the lady from the Golden Girls, in case yeah. you don't know. And, you know, I met her years later when she did the Gay Pride Parade in Palm Springs, California. And I would have said to her, hey, B, we're in the same film together. But I never knew we were. And then I went on to make Let's Rock with Julius LaRosa. Yeah, man, Julius LaRosa. Anybody out there know who he is? I don't. Well, he was a big <laughs> singer of the 50s and 60s. Anyway, this old goat's been around a long, long time. So, everybody, go out and get miscellaneous. Uh, I'll send you an email later. Congratulations on everything. We love you to death. We think you're fantastic. Um, and we want to thank you for coming on the Jimmy Star Show. Thank you for having me. It was great talking to you guys. Bye. Bye. We'll talk to you soon. See you very Bye. soon. Bye. See you soon. Good luck with everything. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye. I love her. I do, too. Her music's really good. Her music's good. Her music's good. great. You know, it's so nice when you meet somebody and you become a friend. And their music is good. Now, what if her music was stunk, stank, whatever the word is? Stunk, stank, stanks? Stinked. Stink. <laughs> what, if her mu- what if her music smelled? Wasn't any good. What if it was garbage? I would have had to sit here and, and you know, if, if I don't like it, I don't comment. So I would have had to sit here and say, oh, her, fabu- her red hair looks great. <laughs> but I'm so happy to say that her music is really sexy and it gets you going. It's good sound, good music. Absolutely. Put it in the car, seriously, baby. Yeah, we will. Put it in the car. I have a couple other songs, too. She sent me a couple of them. Hey, so. I, got, I got a lot of songs to put in the car that I've listed that you haven't put in yet. They're all good. From a couple of weeks already. Yeah, they're good. Okay, so, Chad, what did you think? I thought it was definitely uh, a club anthem. That, that oh, the second one, yeah. The nope. second Total. one was a club anthem. The first one was kind of like a sit-around song. I just thought the whole thing was fun. Doesn't she have a great Motown sound? And, and Cindy a- Lady like says you're totally hot. Oh, well, she's being nice. She's probably the one that called no, me the old didn't. grandfather. I know who called it, but I'm just who, who, saying. Who called the me the grandfather? <laughs> I'm not Jimmy, saying. I'm divorcing you. Get that, call my lawyer. Quick. Get him. Get the papers out. 50-50. Is New York 50-50? I don't know. 60-40. You better but, but otherwise, I'll bring him to California, remarry him in California, <laughs> and divorce him. Get 50% of what? I mean, what, cut the dog in half? <laughs> no. Listen, Jimmy, who's, who no, said We'll it? tell you later. I okay. promise I won't get saying No, at the, at the end of the no, rating. I promise I won't say anything mean. No, I'm not saying. I give you my word. I'll I be charming. I am not saying a word. Please, I'll be very charming. No, you're not Please. charming. It was a joke anyway. I know, but who collapse, said it? Huh? Did somebody? Ken said it. No, Ken's not in the chat room. Uh, he probably left. It doesn't matter. So, Chad, here's what we're going to do. Now the, my audience wants to know. Everybody, uh-huh. Everybody who's in the chat room knows they see it. But I, I haven't. <laughs> you you should have gotten in the chat room. listening or Jimmy. I, I'm going to get a bottle and bash you in there. With it. <laughs> Chad, what do you think? What are you talking I about? I promise I'll be a ge- charming gentleman. What did you say, Chad? What, what are you talking about now? He wants to know like, who told him that he, he should play her grandfather. Oh, I don't know. Tell me. what's a be- Listen, I go to cocktail How should I tell him? Listen, I go to cocktail parties all the time with certain people I won't mention who are the evilest, of, most rotten. Of course you should tell him. Of course. Creeps. Okay, it's, it's, it's at Dave... Dave uh, Dave Hughes from Stars Now, who writes on your Facebook page every day. Dave, he's cute. I don't mind. <laughs> Dave, he doesn't mind. Okay. There you, you go. Son of a bitch. Dave. Uh-oh. 
Dave, it's okay. Read Facebook later, you motherless <laughs> chicken of the sea. Okay, Davey, it's you, Dave. Anybody else, I would be upset, Dave. Oh, but with shit. you, quick, give me the phone. Call Brooklyn. Oh, <laughs> Legs, how do you like your ankles broken? Oh, right geez. away or a little at a time? All right, so here's what we're going to do, you guys. Hey, Chad, let's pl- let's pull out the new Lily McLeod song. Woo, yes, Lily McLeod. Hey, hey you girl. guys. So uh, this is going to be the world premiere. Lily McLeod, you guys know her from X Factor, and we've been playing What About the Beautiful Children? She has a new single getting released next week. It's called The Other Part of Me. It's written by Jerry Cummings, who's part of Hel- Harold Melvin in the Blue Notes. He's one of the Blue Notes. He's you know got like a zillion Grammys and stuff. Um, it's a very good song, and she's going to be performing it uh, on The Good Life on the um, what's it called Christian Television Christian, Network. Christian There's a Network. show called The The Good Life. Uh, she's going to be performing it at the end of the month, along with What About the Beautiful Children. I'll let you guys know when, so you can turn in to watch it. Uh, but this is the world premiere of the other part of me by Lily McLeod. Well, listen to how good she is. Oh, I'm sorry. I'll tell you later. Joshua, ever since I have been with you. All of me seems so very, very brand new. But I didn't know, Lord, when you touched me, I became a parlor. You and you became a part of me, and I love you. Yeah. Ooh, my dreams, my dreams seem clearer now. They all have so much meaning now But I didn't know, Lord, when you touched me I had no doubts, I've got no doubts I know what I found When I found you and I loved you
Yeah, so that's the other part of me by Lily McLeod. It's going to be released next week, I think, on Tuesday. It's a great song. Now, people in the chat room have said that I have an echo. Hello. Okay, audio guys, can you get rid of my echo? Hello. Okay, it went away. Um, people in the chat room have said they like this better than What About the Beautiful Children? Again, I must tell you something. Lily did not record What About the Beautiful Children to make Monet money, bucks. She did it for the children. It's an actual so, charity for a children's yeah, organization. So it's song, a song for a children's organization. The song was not meant to get you hot, horny, or happy. The song was to get you to be aware of the fact that we are not taking care of our beautiful children. Just two weeks ago, a child was in a car with the windows closed and died. This was two weeks ago. I can't it's deal with this. all over the news. I cannot deal with this anymore. What are wrong with these stupid parents? How do you put your child in a car, sealed windows, when it's 90 degrees? That's murder. That's what he's going to get put away for. Good. I'd like to get him and cut his throat and something else. But anyway... Lily did What About the Beautiful Children for the children. And for that, that song will be fabulous forever in my heart. Actually, the vocals are just different in both. Chad, what did you think of the new song? I like it. I still like uh, the Beautiful Children a little bit better, but I do like that song. I love her. I, yeah, love, I love her, her too. too. But Beautiful Children, I swear to God, I'm not lying on my both children. When she plays it, sometimes I could cry. I yeah. could tears in my eyes. It's powerful. When I think of Lily and what she feels about the children. You know, she came from a rough neighborhood, the hood. Yeah. And I guess there was a lot of abuse going on back in her day. Problem. You know, I think so it's fabulous. I think they're both great. So you guys, uh, I'll let you know when the, uh, the other part of me is available. It'll be available. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's coming out next week on Tuesday. Um, and uh, it'll be available for download. And then she's going to be performing it on television. It's going to be really cool. I agree cool. with you, Chad. Her voice is just incredible. I mean, I cannot wait for Alabaster Box to come on record. Uh, we have it. I have it in my car, by the way, because we have some kind of a hush-hush demo that nobody's supposed to hear. But Jimmy played it, and I said, put it in immediately. And when I drive, sometimes, you know, I drive with the top down, I have a convertible. People listen next to me, and they say, hey, who's singing? That's a great song. Of course, I can't tell them yet. I So I don't know. I just got it on FM radio. <laughs> I got, I I got some news, too. Which, uh, Ron won't know who these people are, probably, but... Um, the other night we watched, what was the funny, funny lady too? Like what's it called? Funny girl or Barbara Streisand. I know. And well, funny lady. Okay. That was the second one. And the funny, first one's funny, funny girl was the first one and funny lady was the second. So one. now I've seen both funny girl and funny lady. And I was reading like entertainment news and I read that, um, Ryan Murphy, who's the creator, co-creator of Glee, which is like such a great singing show is working with Leah Michelle who's like the star of Glee and who is like this generation's Barbara Streisand to bring Funny Girl back to Broadway. So they're going to actually do Funny Girl uh, on Broadway starring Leah Michelle, which is like, she actually sings, well, she I might got, sing better than well, Barbara Streisand. Well, let me tell you something. I've seen a lot of revivals. I don't like them because I've seen the original. There's nothing like an original. If you owned an original Picasso, you're thrilled to own it because it was an original. You could buy a copy in a store for 12 bucks. You don't get the same thrill. So that's how I feel about revivals. Broadway has got to start to get writers and songwriters to do original work. I am sick of Broadway. Half of it is all remakes and not even good. Now, I think this would be good, though, because people from... Or people who are younger than me have no idea what you cannot girl be, is. No one can be Fanny Bryce but Barbara Streisand. It's written in stone. I mean, no matter who you are, 
If ever you've seen the movie or heard Barbara sing People, nobody could sing People. It belongs to Barbara Streisand. She owns it. Listen, Lainey Kazan is a dear friend of mine, and Lainey and I talk about it all the time. Lainey was Barbara's understudy in Funny Girl. And Barbara never missed a night. One night she was sick as a dog. Lainey was supposed to go on. Lainey called the press. Everybody was ready to write about Lainey's performance. And Barbara, half dead, with 112 fever, goes on and does Fanny Girl and sings, I mean, Funny Girl, and sings uh, People. She's a trooper. People belongs to Barbara Streisand. You got to be nuts to touch it. I wouldn't. Well, I think it'll be cool because I think that Leah Michelle is like this generation's Barbara Streisand. No, there is no such thing as this generation's sure anybody. Is. No, there isn't. Barbara Streisand is Barbara Streisand. She belongs. She is to the world. She's forever. She's. I don't even like her, by the way. She's not my favorite singer. You know, she's too nasally. She annoys me. But I'm sticking up for her because sometimes in this world we do something that is ours, and for somebody else to take it away is not fair. Like Lucille Ball. When I know, she, but like nobody, like, when nobody. Lu when Lucille Ball did Mame. That belonged to Angela Lansbury. I know, but nobody who's under 50 can see Funny Girl. It's never been it on Broadway. Matter. It's a movie. It doesn't matter. Cleopatra was not a platinum blonde with white skin, okay? Anybody going out and playing Cleopatra as a uh, white Angelina skin. Angelina Lee is going to play her. As a, but she's, Angie's going to play it as a black woman. She's not playing it as a blonde with blue eyes and white skin. Uh, okay. So what I'm saying is when somebody does something as wonderful as Barbara Streisand's People, I mean, it's the most incredible song. If you don't know it, Go out and get everybody it. Everybody knows that well, song. Well, not everybody, but listen. Barbara Streisand made Broadway happen. She is an incredible performer. I never miss her performances, and I'm really not crazy about her voice. Like I said, I love her voice. Too nasal for Chad, me. do you like Barbara Streisand? Of course. I love Barbara Streisand. She sings Streisand. out of her nose sometimes. I think Lainey's a better singer, by the way. Lainey Kazan is a far better singer than Barbara Streisand. My favorite Barbara Streisand songs are what she sang from Yentl, though. Like, those well, songs yeah, are pa awesome. Papa, Can You Hear Me? And all the other great yeah, songs. She's a wonderful actress, a fabulous talent, and an incredible singer. Who the hell's going to try to get in her, her shoes? I would never do it. They asked me to. No, of course I couldn't. <laughs> I mean, if I were this, whoever this girl is, I would say, no, I don't want to be compared to Barbara Streisand. There's no uh, well, on Glee, she plays the girl who Barbara Streisand is the idol, and she's, yeah, she's got I, a way better voice. I would love to know what Fran Drescher thinks of this, because Fran's crazy about Barbara. Got to find out from Fran, because she's on Broadway now, by the way. Fran Drescher is on Broadway in, what is it? It's, and she's getting fabulous reviews. Uh, you, know, you know who the girl is who's going to play it. Who? Um, it's, uh, you know that movie New Year's Day? New Year's Eve yes. or whatever. Yeah, I love that There's movie. one part in there where the girl's a singer and she gets on stage with Bon Jovi and yes. then they give her the mic and they let her sing. It's that girl. Yeah, okay. That's but, who's going to play her. Barbara Streisand, she's not. Yeah, she's, she sings no. better now. Well, now. Well, I, th that voice is not Barbara Streisand. I got Deidre Sarego anyway, on the phone. Deidre, how are you? What's up, Deidre? Hello. Hi, everybody. How are you? I finished giving my plug. Oh, your huh? father's still talking. Where people come on and off and we know who's going where. Speak up, Ron. Uh, anyway, Fran Drescher is in a Broadway hit musical play, and it's hilarious. Dear, do you know the name of it? Cinderella. I Cinderella. Have... <laughs> How the hell could I forget that? So anybody coming to New York for the summer vacation, do get tickets to see Franny in Cinderella. I hear she's a riot. She's like the nanny doing C Cinderella. Gotta be a scream. I haven't seen it yet. Jimmy and I don't have the time. Jimmy, we gotta go see Cinderella. We will, but in the meantime, we'll drop Fran. we'll drop Cinderella now and talk to Deidre. Hello, Deidre. What's up? Welcome. Hi, hi, everybody. How are you? 
We're good. Oh, Jeff, he's screaming again. I can't hear. I'm not screaming. Lower my earphones, please. You told me to turn. You got a hearing aid. You're deaf. Now you uh, made oh, them louder. Okay. <laughs> okay, so what's up, Deirdre, Hollywood Vixen, who's in New Orleans? What was, what was that crack about hearing aid, bitch? <laughs> I said bitch you should yeah, he heard that though. He, but you can't uh, hear. <laughs> oh, you know damn well I do not use a hearing aid. We don't need that rumor going out. <laughs> no, Jimmy's loud. He's in the studio, and then the friggin' microphone amplifies it, and yeah. I, and the wax on my ears. Okay, melts. but get rid of that. Let's just talk. To, let's talk to our Hollywood vixen. Beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I'm exhausted. Hey, what's up, Deirdre? Hi, I'm I'm very 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 heartbroken and upset, and I'm smashing my face into a plate of brownies. Ryan I've been smashing my face in a plate of brownies for the past four days. I've been so destroyed. Yeah, because he got somebody pregnant, right? What? <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny because I didn't know that. I actually didn't know that, and I went to the drugstore today and I saw it on the cover of the magazine, and I thought, oh my gosh, this is not good. <laughs> I'm going to cry, too. Why wasn't it you? I want a grandchild. <laughs> there goes your future, your, your future son-in-law. Now he's going to be with that woman. Who that is, I don't even know who he goes out with. Who does he go out with? Ava Mendez. Oh, she's nice, actually. I met her. She is, I know, me too. She is nice. Well, she's not so nice if she got knocked up. No, she's smart. She's a little loosey loose. you think? Well, no, not they've like been you, dating. Deirdre, you're a virgin still. He would have gotten a virgin if he went out with you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to kill you when I see you. <laughs> you know the old jo joke, you better nail a board to his ass so he doesn't fall in? <laughs> Very funny. I'm not, no, that's, that's the old joke from when I was a kid. So what's new? Wait, wait, so did you see, because you know on Instagram I posted a shirtless picture of Ryan Gosling and Tad do just for you. I saw that. I know I loved it, but unfortunately <laughs> now, now I'm like heartbroken because my boyfriend cheated on me and knocked up Ava Mendez, so. <laughs> I know, and like you were saving it for him, and he was supposed to be saving himself for you, and now he got some other bitch pregnant. I know, that have, was supposed to be my baby. That's my baby in Did you see the t-shirt that Jimmy did on Facebook? A couple of weeks ago, I said something about Creamy Bush. Now he put a t-shirt out saying, Creamy Bush Rules. <laughs> Can you believe this insane Nobody name? has a bush anymore anyway, so you're going to have to say Creamy Skin Rules. What did she say? She said nobody has a bush anymore, so you have to say creamy skin rules. <laughs> creamy skin rules. <laughs> creamy skin rules. Nobody has a bush. But that's not what I was talking about. It was misconstrued, and everybody thought that's what I was referring to, but I wasn't. Bush, are you, well, what, what other bush is creamy? I don't remember what I no, said. No, that's what he was referring we to. We have to go yeah, back to the, to the show. Chad, bush? do you remember that? What other bush? <laughs> Yeah, there is she no has other a point. Bush. There's no other no bush. Okay. Creamy bush. Come on. Well, I don't know how it came out. I would never be so vulgar. All right. <laughs> yeah, right. You? Yeah, right. <laughs> Actually, if you guys want to see those, you can go to screened, S-K-R-E-N-E-D.com slash Jimmy Star Brand. Uh, we started designing some different T-shirts from stuff from the show, and you can... Uh, uh, you can make purchases on screen.com. So go to S-K-R-E-N-E-D.com slash Jimmy Star Brand or... Facebook.com slash Jimmy Star Brand, and there's links on there to go to it. And we have a T-shirt coming out with Jimmy, myself, and Deirdre on it. So okay. you can buy that if you like our show. And we <laughs> sign our names on it, so it's kind of like we signed our names. <laughs> well, in other naughty I don't know about news. that yet, Deirdre. But anyway, you ha yeah, yeah, we're going to do one of our, our 
Promo. I already did one. I did one of the promo picture of the three of us on one. But, but we didn't sign show. it. I know, we didn't you sign it. You know what? But... I'll tell you what. If you buy the T-shirt and you mail it to us, I'll sign it and mail it back to you. How's that? There you go. So you can have a signature from the three of us. Would that be fun? You're going to sign everybody's name or just yours? No, no, Deirdre's going to sign. <laughs> we'll have to wait until like, when Deirdre comes to town. <laughs> Deirdre, we're going to California. Somebody's getting married, a big star. And I can't say who yet because she asked me to keep it quiet. Okay, cool. Not Janu- until January. January 14th is the wedding or 15th. Oh, that'll it's- be right around Golden Globes time. Nice. Right. And, and you know who she is, of course. She's one of our favorite, favorite people. Anyway, so what else is going on, Deirdre? So for other naughty news, um, <laughs> this is really funny. When Kelly Ripa was talking to Anderson Cooper and uh, Andy Cohen, she found out, she asked Andy Cohen if he was a top or a bottom, and he's a top. <laughs> Andy Cohen's a top? Andy um, Cohen is a top, yeah. I never would have guessed that. that. That's what everybody said. Everybody's like, really? He I is? Thought for sure she Even was he a says, top. he says, why? You know, people always think that I'm a bottom. He goes, but I'm not. I'm a top. <laughs> He's probably just saying that because all yeah. bottoms say they're tops. No, you know the no, old saying, you get these muscle-bound, gorgeous guys in bed and they throw their legs up. You know, they're all big, the top row guys. The, I've had gay friends that said to me, the butcher, the guy, the more bottom. And so bed. he's a pitcher and I, not a catcher. Right. <laughs> I don't know. Anderson Lady Lake wrote that. And Anderson, Meanwhile, Anderson Cooper so cute. If I was the one that actually Jimmy, said it first. If I was it with Jimmy, I would go after him. He's cute. Andy Cohen. Yeah, he's, he, he doesn't. Does he date Anderson Cooper? No, no, no. They're not together. But Anderson Cooper, we don't know if he's circumcised or not. Because she asked him if he was circumcised, and he just looked at her and, and got all flustered and said, "I'm flustered." <laughs> oh, that's okay. Wait, wait, okay. Ke- wait, Kelly Ripa was asking these questions. Yes, Kelly Ripa was asking. What is she these doing? Questions. My show set the record straight. She's asking know. the questions that I ask on my TV show. See, they copy everything. Kelly Ripa. She can't yeah. get away with that. That's Regis and Kelly, Kelly Ripa, right? That's yeah. Regis yeah, and Kelly, Kelly okay. with that awful haircut. She cut her hair and it looks like shit. I mean, she doesn't even curl it. It's like a broom. <laughs> what kind of hairdo, Kelly? Go to the hairdresser. She did. No, seriously. I like this kind of gossip, though. This is fun gossip. No, but well, I yeah, this is just like stupid, you know, tidbit shit you hear that. You know, Anderson Cooper, we don't know if he's circumcised or not. He looks like the type that would be circumcised, though. I think he's circumcised. Well, and Andy Cohen, I thought he was an albino. Tell you the truth, but he's not. He doesn't no. have a pink pink eyes. He has regular eyes. I he know. looks he like can't. he could be an albino. No, I don't think he's cute, but he's a genius. He he's a, a genius. wonderful fellow, and he's very very nice. I hear. I've never met him, but I know some friends of mine that have played with him. And they played with him. Well, uh, <laughs> one guy in particular who was a, a muscle builder. He was a what do you call it? Like an Olympic guy. Listen to you played with them, though. <laughs> well, they, they, they played house for about a week, and it didn't work. So that was and gossip I got from a good friend of mine. Okay, also, that's cool, though. I, I like I it. I'm shocked to hear this. Guess what? whose daughter is a lesbian? Who? Who, whose daughter? Alec Baldwin. Ireland Baldwin is a lesbian, and she's dating a black girl. <laughs> Oh my oh, God! Cool. He must be having a Talk about karma. Wait till you hear the recordings that get left out oh, on that good. one. Like when he that, like went off on her for being a fat pig. That's why uh-huh. he's a homophobe, and, and that's why he and hates gay people and does word. everything he can to upset gay people. He's lashing out at his daughter, who's a lesbian, going out with a black. I hope the black girl is Jewish. That would really make it work great. A lesb- a black lesbian Jew. Oh yeah, that would really get Alex Baldwin his Baldwin's up up his ass. They'll go. I can't stand that creep. I cannot stand him. 
You know, I know I'm gonna I'm I know Robert Osborne. Next time I see Bob, I'm gonna tell him get him off your TV show. He was he's, only on there once. I don't know. He was on there for a couple of days doing some bullshit. Like he thinks he knows about movies. He's a jerk from Long Island. What does he know? It's funny though, because Alec Baldwin, you know, like he he gets in trouble all the time for because all the he's got a he big does. mouth and he's nasty as all hell. I mean, I know people that know the ex-wife, and they say that he verbally abused her from morning till night. Oh, you mean Kim Basinger? Kim Basinger, who's a little cat. I love her. She's a sweetie little girl. She's so like gentle. I don't know if it's true, but this is what the gossip okay. was that he verbally okay. abused her. How could you abuse campus? Well, she's gorgeous. What could you tell her? She's ugly. She's fat. I mean, she's okay. wrinkled. You can't tell. What could he say? She's stupid. That means she might be a little stupid. She had to be <laughs> stupid to marry him. Now well, she was just taken like, in by his good looks. That he, that he lost when he got very fat. Scared. She's a very like uh, shook up kind of woman. She's one of those people that you know. Who? Kim Basinger. Uh, Kim, yeah, Kim Basinger. That's what I was told. I haven't. I didn't work with her, but somebody that that had worked with her. Said you can see that there's like a lot of damage there. Like she's sweetheart, she's a sweet, sweet lady. That's what Lo she's, Lois Pisani did her hair in like New York City. Lois Pisani is one of the great haircutters in New York, and mm -hmm. Lois I grew up with my neighborhood. She's a good friend, and she did Jessica Lange's hair. She did uh, Kim Basinger's hair. Basinger, and she said they're both dolls. Now yeah. you had your hair cut by uh, her hairdresser, right? Deidre, are you there? What? You had your hair cut by uh, Jessica Lang's hairdresser, didn't you? Yeah, here in in New Orleans. Yeah. Yeah. How did it turn out? Good. I mean, I keep my same style. I have to keep within my headshots, but it's my normal layered, you know, long layered side bang haircut. Did he cut a good job? Yeah, he did a great job. Well, he's and the how, only. And union, how much did he rob They're you? the only union. Not a lot. Fifty-five dollars, but he's 55 the only Fifty-five for a union, cut, and he just does Jessica yeah. Lang. Wow. Well, that's well, pretty he good. Does, he does. He does for color, but um, but he's the he's the only union shop in New Orleans because you know union you have to go to union for your hair because production is paying for it. That's why Jessica Lang has to go to him because number one he's good and number two he is a part of the um, hairdressers union here. So oh, oh my I god, see. I didn't even know they had such things. That's really interesting. Sure yeah. When yeah. I worked for Nick Marcellano at Universal for makeup, it's union. I had to, I had yeah. to join the union. Of course, I never made it that far, but um, I was asked to join the union. But I, I didn't know that a hairdresser. I mean, a hairdresser is a hair oh, because it's a movie hairdresser. That's right. Makeup exactly. is well. She has to get her hair cut and colored for the show. Production is paying for it. It's a union right. production. Oh, that's really cool. I didn't know that. I, I didn't even think about that. That's very interesting. When yeah. I was with Universal, also, I had to go to New, I had to go to Mexico City to do a film called Jesus. It was what's his name? The the black actor, that great actor. Oh, I went to Tosco, Mexico, and the film was called Greed, G R E E D, and I had to do the makeup on that so that I would be eligible to be in the union. And Lee Winkle, of course, did it for me. My best friend, who's a big shot in L.A. And he gave me a fake check, and I gave him back the fake check because I never really did the movie and worked there. And they gave me the, the thing for the union. And yes, it's a very tough union to get into, the hair and makeup union over at Universal. I like that. Okay, that's something new, so everybody who doesn't know that, now they Did know. Did I make any sense with that little speech? Yeah. Anyway, yeah, it's a rough union. And I got to work with, with Brenda Vaccaro, but I was on a horse. I wasn't doing makeup. On, on her show, which ran for 14 weeks, it was called Sarah. So it's good. Go in his makeup. Oh, Rebel's in the chat room, too. Uh, Who? Rebel. Say hey, Deirdre the Rebel. 
Hi, Reb. Oh, hey, Rebel. What's going on, honey? There you go. <laughs> hi, hi, everybody in the chat room. I think there's quite a few people in there. Yeah, there really are. Actually, it's grown since you came on. Do you cool. listen to the show before you come on? Uh, sometimes, if I'm if I'm able to. I did you did you hear did you hear Elaine today sing? Elena. No, no, Elena? no. I was I was I was just rehearsing lines, so I couldn't. That's the girl that we met at that party we went to. She's fabulous. At the Singleton series, their whole cast and crew are coming. Yeah. On. They're coming on next week on the show. Oh, excellent. Yeah, you, so you'll, is she coming on? No, she's not coming on again. No, she won't she be coming on because she's not in the cast. Anyway, she's a great gal. I really like her a lot. So what else is new in the Gossipville? Anything? What's going on in New Orleans? Anything exciting? How are the well, mosquitoes? Not, I hear they're big. No, I haven't seen any yet. I haven't had one mosquito bite yet. Thank God. Wow. But. Yeah, they, mu we they have must a, have all died. We have a flea problem in New Orleans, but I haven't seen one mosquito, thankfully. So, so don't tell me you've got fleas in the new place. Well, we did when I first moved in because of the cats, but now that the cats got treated, it's been fine. We haven't had any. So good, good. Yeah, but apparently it's just like no matter where you go, it's just they're everywhere. The fleas. I don't know why, but New Orleans. Because it, it's a swamp. Yeah. Now, what are you doing as far as movie work? Any films you're going to do that you could tell us about? Nothing. Nothing to tell you about. Well, now now everybody's off anyway. Nobody's working now. Um, well, now they're shooting stuff here. You know, it's just saying, it's, it's just really hard. It's too hot in August you know? to shoot it's with just, the lights. We're not in August it's yet. Well, still going into August. Don't they go to hiatus now? No, they're over hiatus. They're back at work now. In August? So I, yeah. They start, it used yeah. to be September. No, 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 no. You start filming in July. Yeah, in yeah. California. No, no, here, everywhere. Yeah, all, I, all, all. I would all not TV. want to do a period piece in those uniforms in this weather. Oh, oh you, God, you do. No. Yeah, you do. Yeah, you do. <laughs> they don't and you're care. shooting out of doors and you're on a horse. You know, you're sweating. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're in wool because it's supposed to be you know, December in New Hampshire. <laughs> <laughs> You're filming in 80 degrees New Orleans. No. What's going on yeah, with that care. jumping off the buildings routine you're doing? Oh, that's on Sunday. That's that's this Sunday. They're made for charity. And how that is so exciting. Yes. It's be you fun. go do it, Jimmy. I would do I'm going to wear fluorescent clothes because when they're filming it and stuff, I want everybody to be able to see me. So I'm going to wear fluorescent. That way you can always see me. We're gonna. I'm not watching, darling. I'm going to watch. I am you not going to watch you drop 50,000 feet. It's only 40 feet. Only 40 feet. Do you know how high 40 feet is? Yeah, it's not that high. I go it's over a bridge. I drive over board. bridges. Jimmy does not speak to me. He's petrified. He's a That's different. That's a bridge. He's terrified of bridges. I go over a little friggin' bridge here in Pennsylvania where the fish are not even two feet from the bridge. He's hysterical. <laughs> He's going to jump 40 feet. I jumped out of a plane. I've parachuted out of a plane before. Did you land on your head? No. But no, I did it. I, I parachuted from a plane, and I used to go parasailing all the time where the boat pulls the parachute. That's fun. So how come you can't go over the... I, is there something about bridges that I don't like? <laughs> we go over the 59th Street Bridge. You know, New York, he has a nervous breakdown. I used to throw sandbags off that bridge at the barges. First of all, though, I was on a pier, a really high pier as a kid, and I tripped and fell, and the railing was broken, and I fell over, and I was hanging, you know, and people had to, like, pull me up when I was young. Tell the shrink that's coming and, on. Uh, that. Scarred for life. <laughs> And it freaks me out, and so I don't like bridges. Plus, then you see all those Final Destination movies. Every one of them, the bridge falls down, and everybody dies. Deirdre, <laughs> oh, Deirdre, really? Wait, Mothman. Do you have a little pity for me, Deirdre? 
Do you have all some the sort Christmas of presents are floating in the ice cold water, and there's the, the the brake lights are flashing, and that's all you see, and it looks like Christmas lights with the Christmas packages. Yeah, that freaks me out. <laughs> well, he's he's gonna jump from a forty foot thing. I, God bless you and good luck, and I hope you don't get hurt because I'll kill you she if you jump. It's only forty feet. That's like Relax. jumping off a two story building. Uh, it's not going to New How Orleans. How many stories is that? Lot. Forty feet, know. like Lot. four stories. Oh my God, four stories. No. Okay. Three stories. I have no idea. I don't know. Somebody let's Google it. And talk I don't about know. this. Let's let's get off of it because I'm not going to be able to complete the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready to get on a plane, go out there, and cut your hair short. Remember when you were little? I used to threaten you. Yeah, no. Yeah, right. When she was a little girl, if she did something bad, I said, tonight when you're sleeping, I'm getting a scissor. I'm cutting your hair to the root. You know what? She never did it again. That's okay. It. I, I mean, that was well, you con- can tell her, but she's jumping before you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Wait, <laughs> was, that, was that child brutality? You know, on Good Morning America this morning, Lara was covering the story about a man who took his young daughters on dates. And some people thought it was weird and disgusting and, and sexual. And other people thought it was fabulous. Do you remember when I used to take you on a date and Leslie on a date? I did that to teach you the manners of a date. I say, don't order the most expensive thing on the menu. You don't do that because boys don't like that. And, you know, you kiss a boy goodnight on the cheek. I did all that stuff. It was nothing sexual. Did I ever take you on a date? Yeah, we have date night on Friday night. We go to Ben's Kosher Deli and, like, a movie. Right. So what's wrong with that? I think all fathers should take their daughters on dates. I don't think that's sexual. I think that's normal. You're spending time with your kid. You're going yeah, to dinner. Yeah, you got to see these idiots on Good Morning saying they're perverts, they're weird, it's a little strange. What do they think we do? We're raping our daughters? I mean, we're mentally ill. It's strange to take your kid to dinner baskets? and a movie? Hmm? It's strange to take your kid to dinner and a movie? I think on a date, on mad. a date. All right, I used to drive the car up, ring the bell. You or Leslie, whoever I was dating, came to the door, and I'd say, hello, nice to see you. I'd open the car door for whoever it was. We would drive to the restaurant. I did it like a date to teach you girls how to be ladies. Did it work? Absolutely. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> she, she passed out. <laughs> uh-huh. No comment. Did it work? You probably pick up the guys. You throw them in the car. Yeah, no, I don't know. Um, but didn't well, I make a lady out of you the truth? Yeah. Good. So there. Okay. Now there's a big dull. <laughs> there's a lull well, in the studio. Like, oh, no, I was just thinking, like, that's nice that you, like, made a lady out of your Hollywood vixen. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did the best I can. Then, of course, when she turned 18, she went on her own, and that was the end of the beginning. The beginning of the end. No, it's not. No. But my she's d- our Hollywood vixen. She's awesome. She's incredible. She's gorgeous. Deirdre's bark is worse than her bite. Trust me, folks. I know my kid. Anyway, oh, I'm not supposed to say you're yeah, on your I, phone. I, like, why did this become about me? You know, I mean. <laughs> because, it, because it's your time slot. We're talking about you. <laughs> I mean, you're well, a tall. I don't know what happened, too, to our guest, you guys, because she was supposed to call now. So she should have called now. So now we got to, you know, double, double. No, um, we don't. Well, I mean, you're a tall, beautiful redhead with a gorgeous figure, a very funny personality. You're warm, you're loving, you're kind, you're generous, and you're good-natured, and you care for people, and you care about people. Now, if there's a man out there that heard that and wants to meet my daughter, to marry her, you contact me. Your Hollywood vixen, not your daughter. I'm sorry, the Hollywood vixen. (laughs) So what are you going to do, Deirdre? So now we have to find a new new crush, a new celebrity crush. Do we have any backup ideas? I don't know. Well, you know, Ryan Gosling can be a dill. That's for sure. I mean, 
I don't mind. He'll, he'll be my DILF, a dad I'd like to. I know, I know what DILF is. <laughs> How know, about that new guy, Jimmy, we saw him in the commercial at the movie theater. The one that's playing that superhero, boy, is he good looking. I don't remember what The new guy, hero. nobody knows who he is. He's a new actor. And he's playing one of those people, Iron Man, Flying Man, somebody's man. Oh, I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. We saw the commercial. I said, wow, he's got a nice body and a beautiful build. Oh, you know who it is? He's talking about the guy in, um, what's that that new movie coming out with the rat? The rat shoots the gun. Empire, um, Guardians of the Galaxy, the lead guy from Guardians of the Galaxy, who has been in stuff, but like he's not like a household name. Check him out. He beats Ryan Gosling out by a mile. Ryan, Ryan is a dog compared to this guy. This guy is really I handsome. I forgot what his name really is. Sweet, too. It's his personality, too, that makes him just such the, the guy. Actor. He was a sweetheart. It looks like he has a nice personality. He was flying through and out of space. I mean, you'll probably know who he is. Um, he's, uh, his name's Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. Pratt. He was in, he was in her with Joaquin Phoenix. He was in Moneyball. Wait, he was, was in he with Wanted with, with Angelina Jolie, and he's the star of Jurassic World that's filming now, I think, in New Orleans. Oh, my yeah, God. He's the, number, go. he's the number one lead guy in it. There you go. Get out your push-up bra oh and go movie did he star in with Joaquin? Um, her. That movie, Her? Oh, her. Okay, yeah. I saw that. I, I didn't really like it. Um, I didn't see it. Well, what do you think oh, about my gosh. Look who else is in Jurassic World, though. Lauren Lapkus, who plays the lady... The lady prison guard in Orange is the New Black, and she's the third lead in Jurassic World. I was trying to get her on the show. Oh, wow. So, wow, Dan, she's yeah, really shooting. Sure. Yeah, he's working in town. Honey, court. get on that production if you can. He's, he's pretty good looking. He's handsome. Oh, look who else is in that. Bryce Dallas Howard, Vincent yeah. D'Onofrio. There's a lot of stars in this like Jurassic Park movie. Well, nobody's been out because I haven't seen anybody around town. I mean, they must literally go from their apartment to... You know, set and then. Are they casting it. in LA or in uh, Louisiana? Casting in LA, they cast everything out of LA. So go to LA. No, anyway, have to go to LA, I can't wait to see Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm like super excited about it. You know what? I can't wait to see because I can't wait to see myself laughing. Paris what? Hilton's new video, "Come Alive." The oh one? yeah! Paris <laughs> Hilton has like her video is supposed to be. Ethereal, as she describes it, where she's cuddling clouds and there's a rainbow and she has angel wings on and there's like a purple unicorn in her video and the song is called Come Alive. I can't I, wait that, to watch it so I can laugh. That would be fun. <laughs> Are they filming Jurassic yet? Yeah, they're like halfway through. So go find this guy. Put Wear a push-up bra, put a lot of lipstick, lip gloss always works. Nice push-up bra, short skirt, Nice stockings, big high heels. Go. You never know. Okay. He might take one look at you and flip out. Okay. Sure. Jimbo. Just, just doing okay? Well, I mean, <laughs> okay is not like enough. That, you got to go to the you know. set and say to him, listen, hey, I'm you guys available. Hey, got your uh, caller coming in here. Oh, oh good. good. Let's here take we go. it. Here, here we go. Take it. Go ahead. Hello? Hey, hello, and welcome to the Jimmy Star Show. Hey, this is Corey Honickman. Hi, it's very nice to meet you. Let me get nice you introduced to everybody, starting off with our 
outrageous man about town, Mr. Ron Russell. Hi, how That's are fun. you? And Jimmy's very jealous of me. If I just look at somebody else, he goes crazy. And if I touch him, he says, don't touch me. <laughs> wow. How are you, darling? <laughs> Hi, good. How are you? Sorry, I'm late. This is going to be a little bit crazy. Then we have wow. our Hollywood vixen, Deirdre Serego. Hi, how Hi. are you? Good, yourself? I'm doing well, thank you. And then uh, we have the man behind the boards, Mr. Chad Murphy. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Hey, how are you? I'm good. And we have a chat room full of people, so say hello to everybody in the chat room. Hello, everybody in the chat room. There you go. Now you got it all. I'm Jimmy Starr. Welcome to the Jimmy Starr Show. And on the line, everybody, we have Dr. Dr. Corey Honickman, who is the love preserver, the 21st, <coughs> excuse me, 21st century modern monogamy revolutionary Yes. relationship expert, sex education specialist, and she is redefining monogamy in today's society. I love all the different things that you're like talking about, and I think it's like really cool. And I have to tell you that you're the f first time we've ever had a guest like you on the show. And we're a little really? wild, so hopefully you're right. okay. That's why I asked you my question real quick. This way I figured I'd get a free answer. <laughs> What's the question? You know, how they, you know, if you're a hairdresser, you go to a party, everybody says, you cut my hair today, you know, at the party. So this is well, like you, the same. You, if you're a doctor. I totally missed that. So here's his. Here's the thing: is that he asked you because, like, okay, so she doesn't know anything about us. She doesn't oh, know us. Oh, we are gay and we are married. We got married in New York a little while ago in October. Of I actually year. knew that. I knew so that. We're a syndicated radio show couple, married couple hosts, along with our Hollywood vixen Holly uh, Deirdre and. And we're famous. And, and Ron and I, and Ron and I are like, when we're totally like jealous of each other because like everywhere I'm not jealous he's so good you. looking. Corin, let me tell you, he's so good looking that everywhere we go, people like yeah. hit on him. If we go out, it doesn't matter. Women hit on him, men hit on him. Everywhere we go, and if I'm standing there, they'll actually stand in between me and him so they can talk to him. That's, <laughs> That's how because good I wear he a T-shirt that ha says on it, fifty bucks Damn. if you hit on me." That's pretty good looking. Yeah, he's really good looking, but, but but it's all in good fun. It's all in good fun, and I think it's going to be a lot of fun having you on the show. Tell us a little bit about you real quick in a, in a couple of lines or less, so then we can start some cool dialogue. Basically, when I was really, really young, I started working with families, and I was working with kids that had really bad emotional uh, and behavioral problems. And I realized that the, real, the reason why... Um, these kids were having such horrible issues with the way they were behaving is because their parents were having really horrible sex. <laughs> so I decided that? that I was going to go straight to the source, I was going to save the world, and I was going to help every couple have amazing sex so we can have healthy, happy kids in our world. And I am originally from New Jersey. Oh, I used cool. to be a social worker. Now I'm a psychologist and a sex therapist. And I just love love, and I just want to help people all over the world have love and have amazing sex. So that's kind of my mission in life. And one of your statements that is, is like that you like help work on in your different programs, which, by the way, we should tell everybody, your website is www.wherelovehappens.com. Um, yep. That you have a revolutionary approach to modern monography and staying newly in love. Like, you know, Ron and I, we've only been together like two years, so we're still newly in love. But for people who've been together 20 years... You know, who are not so newly in love but are still together, like, that would be like a focus for you. Well, yeah, well, I mean, think about it. When you live with somebody for a really long time, you're doing everything together, they become, they start to feel like family. And who wants to have sex with their family? So when you start to not 
feel attracted to that person anymore like you used to, and you start feeling like, oh, I love this person, but I'm not in love, that, love with them, and I'm not attracted to them anymore. That's why people get divorced, because they think that they're not in love anymore. But really, it's just a normal course that nature is taking, and we just got to get back to that, which, you know, with a, little, a couple habits and a couple new techniques and fun games, you can do it. Like well, that. I was in a 45-year relationship since I was 19 years old, and Saldi George, my deceased partner who passed from pancreatic cancer, was also 19. And we okay. had a wonderful 45 years together because we kept reinventing ourselves. We kept changing our lifestyle, where we lived, and our common interests. And I exactly. believe that Exactly, and you really sex. had it right because if, if you put your relationship on autopilot it's going to end up just not going where you want it to go. It's going to go wherever exactly. it wants to go. So it sounds like you guys really did the right thing. You've got to reinvent yourself. You've got to mm -hmm. you know, think of new things. You've got to do it in different places, do it in different times, do it different ways, and you, know, you have a much better chance. And I also believe you have to invest in yourself. Facelifts are good, good haircuts, <laughs> stay thin, stay very clean always, smell of cologne and beautifulness, stay young, and be desirable, Absolutely. and play coy, and play games yeah. like I taught you, Jimmy. Like, I'll be really mean to him at, like, 6 o'clock, and then 8 <laughs> o'clock, I'll be so sweet and charming, and it makes him crazy. But, you know, I make him feel guilty that he did something bad to hurt my feelings. Then he gets very oh. affectionate. you got to sucker them in. <laughs> trap them, bastards. I mean, you got to trap them. Sounds right? like you really know what you're doing. You don't need me. Great form of manipulation. <laughs> yeah. Now, let me hear about your sex life. I mean, you have a boyfriend or husband i have been in a relationship for 14 years Good and i think you guys will find it interesting now i'm jewish and he's muslim his brothers are <laughs> all in arranged marriages <laughs> and he ended up leaving new york to come live with me in california and his very very strict albanian muslim family were, were not too happy about that but now that we've been together for 14 years they're kind of catching on and it's kind of an interesting story how did you work that out? Because, you know, not because I'm going to use the old cliche, some of my best friends are Jewish, but the fact is some of my dearest lovebirds that I adore are Jewish. And I know how traditional Jewish people are about their religion. And not so much the religion, but the, the, um, the, the um, traditions. How do yeah, you guys well, mix traditions? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I, my family, you know, I'm not very um, religious or, I mean, we have our traditions and stuff, but they're, you know, they're not, sh they're not really strict to who I dated or anything, but he's the one. I always thought that I would be the one because, you know, the, everybody thinks that Jewish people are very strict and you need, you know, the traditions and all that, but it was the other way in our relationship. It was his family that was very strict, and like I said, his brothers are in arranged marriages, and he didn't want to be in arranged marriage. He wanted to be with a Jewish girl. <laughs> so there was kind of the, kind of the interesting part was on his end, which was kind of is different than what you, would, you might think, but it, that's, the way it, that's the way it is with my family. Yeah, but did your family you know, light candles for you? By the yeah, way, we actually the do some religion, things like that. We do light candles. A guy, so, they light right a now it's Ramadan, so you know, we we we're every once in a while we'll fast. <laughs> Not no, every I day, mean, did you but you know, know what that means we'll, in the we'll Jewish do religion. That, and so we agreed upon. Yeah. We agreed to do some traditions that we you know that we grew up with and that we really want to continue doing. But when it comes to religion, we're not we're not religious at all. We just we stick to the traditions and what makes us feel like family and what makes us you know the memories and nostalgia from growing up and stuff like that. And you know what you should do? Put a Christmas tree up. This way, it's nobody's religion, and you can have a good time decorating it. 
yeah, yeah. Go nuts taking it down when you have it's to dismantle that right. thing. So anyway, so you're a happy-go girl for 14 years. What a wonderful relationship you have to have, because in Thank order for you. a Jew and an Arab to be in love, it's got to be really strenuous. <laughs> I mean, look what's going on now with Israel. I mean, Jesus, you know, <laughs> it's scary. But um, give us some advice, because I don't believe in cheating, and Jimmy knows that. I am a firm believer. Well, that's her whole thing, though, is monogamy. So, like, I want to hear I'm, how I'm you, she's her, saying well, redefining monogamy. I want to hear it. Let me lead her into it, okay? Um, yeah. Most gay men that I know cheat. Mm -hmm. They don't tell their mates, but they're in these uh, video rooms or they go to parks or wherever they go. They cheat. Mm -hmm. They say mm -hmm. it's because they're men and a man is a hunter. And he must that, have everything. That's all bullshit. No, I want to help this. Not you to say you're cheating, dog. <laughs> I'm not cheating. Well, let me tell you something. Monogamy is not for everyone. And that's what everyone really has to understand. You know, I mean, we're not all meant to be monogamous. In fact, monogamy is unnatural. And we're not even, it's a thing we have to decide every single day to do. So. And we have to first realize, are we, should we be monogamous? Those guys saying, oh, we're guys, we're going to cheat, then fine, don't be in a monogamous relationship then, that's fine. You know, if you're going to be in a monogamous relationship, it's about your integrity, and it's about, you know, keeping your word, and it's about keeping the relationship innocent and pure. Once you go have sex with someone else, it changes the whole dynamic of the relationship. It changes that's everything. That's so changed it's like, and take that energy and put it on yourself and making yourself happy, and put it on your relationship and your partner and making him happy or her happy, and um, don't just cop, you know, cop out and go have sex with someone else, because that's just easy. That's what people have been doing for years. Let's, like, be modern, let's be evolved, and let's do it differently. I mean, it's time, I think. Oh, I like that. Can I ask you a question? This is very, very dear to us. We have a very sweet friend, a lovely girl, who has been married for a long time. She's got three children, and her husband is a devout Catholic. He's in church all the time. Well, she caught mm -hmm. him cheating with a girl at work now after almost leaving him and going to counsel he said he was sorry he'd never do it again a year mm -hmm. later she finds out that he's still with that same girl what oh, kind of advice would you give this poor woman who's ter who's terrified of, of not having her husband around her she's suffering yeah, because she's I'm, jealous yeah i mean i understand you know it's a really tough position to be in and I, you know I, i'm glad that she gave him a chance because if someone just does it once, I think they should be forgiven. But if not, if they continue to do it or they continue to lie, then I would say get out. I mean, you have to have more self-respect than that. I mean, it really sucks for them because maybe they've built up a relationship with this person. And maybe they've really grown to love this person. And maybe it's hard for, that per for them to say goodbye. But you, at the end of the day, you have to get, have more respect for yourself and more love for yourself than you do for the other person. It just has to be that way because if you don't right. love yourself more than you love that person, then you're going to get walked on. And you're going to get Why taken advantage of. Why put yourself through that torture of every time he goes out the door, you think he's banging the other broad. No, I agree with that. I mean, you can't that. live like that. You're going to get cancer. You're going to have stress. You're going to you know, get a heart attack. You can't live like that. You can't live no, like that. No, it's a hideous way to live. Now, what about the three children? I mean, they're listening. They're understanding. Actually, what happened was one child saw his cell phone, and it was from a man's name, and it said something very, very loving. And she mm -hmm. went to the mother and she said, Mother, Daddy might be gay. And the mother said, what are you talking about? She said, well, this, he and this man are sending love notes back and forth. Well, what it right. turned out was the girlfriend was using a man's name. Oh, interesting. 
interesting. Sneaky little bitch. That that you had, I like to get it. He had programmed a guy's, no, uh, he had programmed another buddy's name under her contact. So yeah, that, like, yeah, yeah. Came up, like if she was to go through it, she wouldn't say the girl's name. She'd say like, let's say Bill Smith or something, you know? That's a really sneaky person. I mean, it takes a lot of thought to go that far and to really put mm, in someone else's name. It really no. does. Yep. And he premeditated. He swore up and down that he wasn't seeing her. He would never do that again. He loves. Well, he's he's a, a liar. Catholic. He goes to church all the Total time. Liar. Lying son yeah. of a bitch. <clears throat> and you know, you never stay together for the kids. The kids are gonna come to their own conclusions. If they see That's things like right. that, if you're doing awful, horrible, dishonorable things, and your kids are old enough to know, they're going to know. So you have right. to handle it at that point. And I, but I, don't, I personally believe that you don't stay together for the kids. But I also, in that same vein, believe that you don't speak poorly of your spouse in front of your kids. So Never. while the kids now know, you know something's going on, you've got to tell them. You've got to talk to them. You've got to sit down together as a couple and talk to them about what's going on and say, you know, daddy messed up, daddy's a jerk, <laughs> you know, basically, in not so many words. And, well, sometimes you know, that's not good because maybe daddy met someone that he truly fell in love with. And you can't help it sometimes when you fall in love with somebody when you're in a relationship. No, no I don't believe that. I well, hate Jimmy was with that. somebody for 25 years. I can't help but I fell in love years. with them, no. It's like Alyssa. saying I, f I rolled over or I fell on the floor and fell into that lady, you know, I mean, no. Well, well, listen to this. Jimmy, Jimmy was with someone for 25 years when he met me, and he fell yeah. in love with me. And he said he was going to leave the other person of 25 years for me. And I didn't want him to do that. I said, no, we, we can't be together anymore. I'm not a backstreet lover and get lost. And he okay. just didn't want to, he didn't so want to give happened? me up. So he left the other person of 25 years. The guy was 100 years old anyway. Yeah, well, that's the thing. I mean, you got to I mean, leave the old. person first. You can't, <laughs> what? you know, you got to leave the person first. You can't carry on an illicit affair. It, it, I, I mean, it's a very that. small... I was, no, I was a widower. What? Widower? Yeah. Because Sal had You're passed away. And I wasn't uh, going to be a jerk and, and go with him and he's got the boyfriend at home. No, I don't do that stuff. <clears throat> yeah, no, you don't want to do that. You don't want to be no. placed second fiddle. No. No, anyway, street, no not. relationship is, is, I mean, it's very slim odds that a relationship is going to last when it starts off with cheating. It's just exactly. the odds go way, way down. So, I mean, you want, if you do, if you are in a relationship and you fall in love with somebody else or you think you might be in love with somebody else, you really got to talk to your partner about it and mm -hmm. say, hey, this is what I'm feeling and talk through it. And, well, this is you know, why come I to an agreement Jimmy together. Include your partner in that conversation. You've already disrespected them enough to fall in love with somebody else. <laughs> Now talk to them about it and be real. Right. right. Did you hear what I said? I think we overspoke each other. I said that's yeah, why I married him legal, because if he leaves me for somebody else, I get 50% of everything. <laughs> well, that's even a better reason not to cheat. Stupid I'm not. Stupid I'm not. You know, but, but anybody you out that. there that's doing this, that's seeing a married man, you're going to get nothing from it. He's never going to leave his wife, I guess. I know so yeah, many men that cheat. He's probably going to hmm? leave you for somebody else down the road. Exactly, exactly. I mean, that's what statistics and some odds say. I mean, they're once a cheater, always a cheater in a sense. I mean, if it's something that they're doing on an ongoing basis, they're going to continue to do it. See that, Jimmy was a cheater. That's not right. No, I was no, Jimmy wasn't a cheater. You no, cheated on your person. You're a cheater. You're going to cheat on There's me. There's a too. difference, though, about the whole love thing. 
If you cheat on me, I'm going to charge you. I'm not going to Every time I find out you cheat on me, I want 100000 Oh, I'm not cheating. Like, see, like, you shouldn't have said it. Everybody's, once a cheater does not always mean it. If you cheated, like, a zillion, like, if you're always out cheating, but, like, we've been together yeah, yeah, two years. And, no, I and said, I, have, if they I don't even go anywhere once, without him. <laughs> yeah, two yeah, years yeah. Is a you're right, you're right. Time. No, I mean, it, only if it's, like, an on, if there's something that they've made part of their lifestyle, then they're going to always do it. But if they just right. did it once, or even if they just did it twice in two separate relationships, they can still change. I'm just talking about somebody who's constantly doing it and somebody who doesn't really care about anybody else's feelings. They just want what they want and they're going to do what they want to do. Right. That's See? what I mean by So that's not me. Good. Thank you for clarifying because he's sitting over here <laughs> looking at me. <laughs> Another reason why I don't cheat is because yeah, no. I'm a germ freak. I can't stand germs of any kind. You know, I don't like uh, how these gay guys go to bed with somebody they just met. Did the guy take a shower? I mean, is he clean? Is he have syphilis or gonorrhea or AIDS? What's right? What's wrong with people? I mean, I know some gay guys. They go into these clubs where they have back rooms and it's all dark, and they're making it with each other in the dark. The guy could have two heads. You wouldn't know who he was. He could <laughs> what about you? Forgot about the glory holes? Huh? You forgot about glory holes? Well, all that sort of trash. Oh, was that dinner? Well, was you that? know, part of that's you know that's the animalistic part of who we are. I mean, we are you know we do have that kind of primitive way about us, and some people choose to do it and go you know follow that way, and some people choose to be involved and do it a different way. And you know, I mean, you can't really you know choose. It's hard to like point fingers and say that you're this, you're that, and call names and stuff, but. You know, just don't be in a monogamous relationship if that's what you want to do. That's all I have to say. We're going to put up a new T-shirt because, like, a couple weeks ago we were talking about something and Ron said Creamy Bush, so now we'll make a T-shirt. When I made a T-shirt that says Creamy Bush Rules, so now we'll do, like, something like Glory Holes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people always forget about the Glory Holes. There's so much fun to talk about. <laughs> Listen, do you know the name Sandra Harmon? Doesn't sound Sandra familiar. Sandra Harmon wrote a book years ago, No Sex Without, com without No Sex Without, um, oh shit. Marriage? No, No Sex Without Commitment. Okay. And the book talks all about it. Don't have sex on anybody till they commit to marriage and you'll get married. You believe in that? I'm, I mean, that is definitely an antiquated idea. But I do believe these days women who are going around dating a lot of men, they shouldn't be going around also sleeping with those men. Because I do think that it's very difficult to develop a relationship and a friendship with somebody that's authentic when you're, you know, going right to sex. Because then the relationship becomes all about sex and you stop trying to get to know each other and you stop learning, you know, what the other's needs are and, you know, all those things. So I think that if you are someone who's looking for love that you sh and you're going on a lot of dates or maybe you're, you know, on a dating website or something and you're, you know, doing... A lot of things like that, then you really need to not have sex with anybody because, especially if you really like them. I mean, I, I, it sounds kind of crazy, but if you say to yourself, whatever, I, I, this is not somebody I see myself with long term, but I'm very sexually attracted to them, then have sex with them. But if it's somebody you see yourself, you know, really being with and you see a future with that person, then get, take the time to get to know them as a person and who they are and all those things before you have sex because then it just, it's really difficult to do it after that. Do you believe in try before you buy? That's I definitely don't think you should wait to marriage. I think you should wait for monogamy, though, in that case. Not marriage, necessarily. Do you believe in try before you buy? 
<laughs> Seriously. Like if you were gonna like if you were gonna like date somebody and you thought you wanted to date him because you thought it would be like a long term thing, you would like have sex with him before you would decide to like be because together. There's for a long reason. Time? The reason why I asked that question is, don't judge it because the first time you have sex with somebody stinks. Sex only good gets thing. good after ten times when you learn yeah, what, I mean, each, what needs. That's a good point. So if you go to bed with somebody, my the guy point stinks. About, about Don't couples who've been together for a Teach long time, a lot of people think that the beginning of the relationship is one of the best sexes. But I think it's when you get to know somebody and you practice and you, you know, you really uh, learn each other's pleasure zones and all that mm -hmm. kind of stuff. That's when the sex can be great. So I mean, I, I know what you're saying. Uh, I hear what you're saying. You know, the first time maybe isn't going to be great. So don't judge. But as for the try, try before you buy thing, mm -hmm. I just think you should wait until monogamy. Not necessarily till marriage, because you do got to kind of try to before you buy. I mean, you're not going to marry the person right away, but have sex with them and see what it's like. Well, I have a few friends that are born again Christians, and they do not have sex. And yeah. one of them, in fact, is, is getting married uh, in about a year or well, sooner. And I said, you really don't have sex, and you you stay together. They sleep in the same bed when they, she's a performer, and when they travel, they stay in the same bed, but they do not have sex. And well, he do said they do me, everything hell. else but sex or something like that? He said it's hell because he wants her so badly that he has to masturbate all the time, and it's terrible. I said, but I thought Christians weren't supposed to masturbate either. He said, <laughs> he said well, the Lord forgives them. <laughs> <laughs> so I thought, gee, the Lord's pretty cool. You're a smart one. Smart, right? <laughs> he whips off and says, forgive me, Jesus, and then whoops, forgiven <laughs> till the next load, right? <laughs> Give me a break. Hey, if you ever need Ron to like assist with any of your seminars, no, I think so. Corey, I'm already getting ideas. Listen, I can tell already. Corey, I'm falling in love with you. You live in L.A. Yep. Okay, Jimmy and I may have a residence out there. So when we're out okay. there, you are coming to dinner with us. I want to be with you a little bit more. You are fabulous. You are open-minded. You're modern. You're no, today. we gotta go too, you guys. You're cool. So here's what we got to do, you guys, because uh, we only got one minute left to go. First of all, we want to uh, thank Tom McDonough from WROM Radio and Cindy Godfrey from Events That Rock PR uh, for introducing us to Dr. Corey Honickman. We want you guys to follow her on Twitter. It's at Dr. Corey Beth. It's D-R-C-O-R-Y-B-E-T-H. And her website is wherelovehappens.com, where you can find out winners, where she's speaking and whatever else she's got going on so you can stay in touch with her. And um, we want to thank you for coming on the show. And anytime you got anything to promote, let us know. Go ahead, Ron. And if anybody's having troubles at home in their marriage, go see Corey. She's got a special now, twenty nine ninety nine an hour. <laughs> <laughs> She's <laughs> laughing with that one. Only too. if you bring coupons from uh, Food Mart. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, Corey, thank you so much for coming on the show. Sorry we have to cut it short, but we're actually over. At 450, yeah, we're done. So, pleasure, thank you so Corey. much. Corey, seriously, thank when you, we're guys. in LA, I'm looking you up for fun. Bye, darling. Thank you. Thank Bye, you. Bye-bye. Right. And everybody, Bye. thanks for tuning in to the Jimmy Star Show. We'll be on next week with the Single Dumb Series. Chad, you're a rock star. Thank you very much. Yow. Thank all our syndicates. WROM, Planet Radio Network, Monster FM, WBAD, Jackalope Radio, 76th Street Network. You can hear us on our Stitcher, SoundCloud, iTunes, iHeartRadio, and W4CY, our home station. Thanks, Chad. Always up the clothes of You'll feel like a star, huh? We'll hook you up. Now you look sexy.
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. <laughs> 